Hi, and welcome to the Tank Girl Mobile Podcast. Um, I'm Miriam, and I am joined today by the wonderful, the one and only Michael Fisher of Pocket Now. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Miriam, I'm fantastic. I am. Uh, I'm so pleased. This is my first time on your show, and I've been listening to it for so long. It doesn't <laughs> even seem real. So thank you for having me. I, I'm. I'm wonderful. Thank you. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. It is uh, today, Sunday, November 30th, and I've been slacking off. The last podcast I did was in September sometime. Uh, Life has been a little crazy. So normally I try to do this every month, but every now and then I skip a month. And it happened in August with Burning Man, and it happened again in October. As you know, I'm no longer at Pebble, so that's uh, kind of been a big change. I've had to... uh, you know, uh, do some freelance stuff and and other things. So if you guys know of anyone who's looking for somebody to work for them full time, let me know. I'm looking for something either in the media, like I was doing before at Engadget, or uh, something in PR, like I did for Pebble, or maybe something more adventurous and fun in maybe the VC crowdfunding space. That's an area where I've been doing some freelance work and really enjoying myself. So I'm just putting it out there. So get it out of the way. Can I so put something get... out there on the tail of that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you know, because I know people will ask it because it's common knowledge that we just lost a, a treasured team member at Pocket Now. Taylor Martin decided to go to a, a different sort of different po- corner of the internet to do his thing. So people will ask. It was like, well, you, you guys should hire Miriam. People have already asked, and I, <laughs> I, I wanted to say that I, that would be so so awesome. Unfortunately, due to a bunch of stuff beyond my control, that discussion is not even being had until January. So I'm sure someone will scoop scoop you up before then. But well, you never know, uh, and. And, and uh, yes, Michael is right. We've discussed it. Um, I, I should also take this opportunity to announce that I have, I am partnering with Mobile Nations, oh. the team of Android Central, iMore, Connectedly, Windows Phone Central for CES. So I will oh. be joining them and nice. helping them out, which I think is really, really exciting. That and is I just really thought exciting. I'd put that Do out there. I mean, a- I could... What's I'm that? sorry. Do they have a, a sponsored booth this this year, like they like they did um, last year? I'm not know? exactly sure what the setup is. I do believe they have something because uh, they're going to be doing a lot of live shows, like they did last year. So cool. Uh, sh- should be fun. I had the option to potentially get sponsored and do that out CS for myself for my blog, but you know, it's always more fun in a team. Yes, it and is. and that's kind of like why I think this was going to be a good arrangement. So. Um, that's, that's some big news. Um, what else is happening? Uh, as you know, because I didn't podcast last month, the big news last, well, well, the big news on my last podcast is when I had Brad here again, and we talked about iPhones and all the new iOS and iPhone stuff. And so the big news, I think in the last two months, three, let's face it, has been uh, lollipop and the Nexus devices, right? That's right. And I, it, I want you to know that I resisted the urge to break out into a, that horrible song from the 60s just then. The lollipop song. <laughs> well, so you're, you're welcome because this is yeah. why I like my podcast to be as wacky <laughs> as possible. Um, but you know what? I, I, let's talk about lollipop and the, the uh, Nexus devices. And I also want to let my, my re, uh, listeners know that uh, as, you pro- as they probably saw, I started posting some YouTube videos and I've got a few of them queued up for the next few days. And I have nine devices right here on my desk that have arrived in the last month because I'm a little delayed from everyone else with the stuff. And I'm, I'll just briefly mention them and let you know that they're going to be renewed, uh, renewed, sorry, reviewed before the end of, well, before CES is what I'm promising because, you know, you never know, holidays can get crazy. 
It's a good four-week window you're leaving yourself there, four or five weeks. I think it's plenty of time, you know. It is plenty. There is actually really eight devices. One of them doesn't really, is not really that uh, appealing. But um, so what's, tell me, Michael, I know you have a Nexus 6. Um, I do. What is your daily driver right now? Like what is the thing that gets you excited every day when you work? So as I, uh, my Twitter handle implies, I, I carry two phones and I've carried two phones for like, seven or eight years since before I got into this this whole crazy world. And uh, those, for the past two generations of Moto X, one of those slots has been filled by the Moto X. So uh, this is the Moto X 2014 that I'm carrying right now with the custom leather back and my Twitter handle on the on the side. And, oh, my God. This is mine right there, yeah, but mine the is the right? PVC one, uh, cheapest. Oh, oh, it's, it's the polycarbonate one. It's, it's plastic. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, I was thinking about getting one of those, but I just, you know, the the blue leather called to me. And uh, I adore the Moto X, and I look look forward to going back to it after the monstrosity that is the the Nexus 6, <laughs> which is just so just It's funny massive. you mentioned that, because uh, yeah. the Moto X I just showed you is my review unit. It's an AT&T device from Motorola. I did not buy it. I do not intend on making the Moto X my primary phone, even though I have to say it's up there. Up there for me. Well, we should talk about that. We should yeah. pick our, our favorite phones because everybody's got a different take on that. I am still, because I don't have an Nexus 6 review unit, let's, let's put things very uh, in perspective. I no longer have enough cloud apparently to get myself iPhone review units. So I ah. still haven't reviewed one. I, I've played with them, obviously. A lot of my friends have it and I've, I've played with it. Um, I would love to get a 6 Plus myself because of the OIS, yeah. as you know. Yeah. Um, and then for Nexus, I did get a Nexus 9 review unit under embargo from our friends at HTC, which they're I reviewed on my, on my blog. Yes. But I did not get a Nexus 6. Apparently, they're in very, very short supply. The Google folks have been super friendly uh, every time I bug them about it and saying, you know, Miriam, we love you dearly. And as soon as we have one, it will send it your way. But um, yeah. the motor folks don't even have them. So guess what? I'm rocking still every day. What Good is old that? Nexus 5. Oh, the Nexus 5. The soft yeah. touch black edition. Yeah. yeah. Or as, as it's mean, come to be known in this office, the uh, Nexus 9 Mini. There you go. Nexus 9 Mini. Like now you can see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love this phone. It's amazing how this is probably one of those Nexuses that this is the first year that even though I've, I've actually played extensively the Nexus 6, I went to Engadget Expand. Um, in New to York? hang out with uh, um, to to hang out with the in New York, yeah, to hang out with the Engadget crew last month, and I played with Brad's Nexus Six quite a bit. Brad and I kind of like you know best buddies, so like we'll Brad's we'll trade great. phones for a day at a time uh, often. He played, let me play with it quite a bit, and I have to say it's awesome, but it's so freaking big. It's mammoth. I I don't know, you know, now that I have Lollipop on the Nexus Five, other than battery life, which I think it's, I think it's a combination of Lollipop. And actually, the fact that I always have a wearable paired to my to my phone, so a lot of Bluetooth activity, right. and the fact that honestly, I think my Nexus Five is dying. Like it's 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 had a good life, but the battery I don't think is as good as it used to be in terms of purely the physical chemistry. It's been charged so much. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that though, because despite its monstrous battery, I have not had the best of luck with the battery life on my Nexus Six. Um, huh. And that's despite the Project Volta stuff that's built into Lollipops, despite this huge power pack. Like, I, I think the most I've been able to get out of it in terms of screen on time is about five and a half hours over the course of a, of a day and a half. And, um, 
you know, that's not bad by any that's stretch of the imagination. That's not bad, but for something for that big, it's... big, right. And, and uh, you know, I, immediately my mind goes to, okay, well, it's a super high-res panel as well, the AMOLED, and maybe it's not fully optimized. But, you know, generally manufacturers have solved this thing. They've, they've sort of subverted that, that trope of like, oh, super high-res display equals massive battery drain. That's not always the case, as long as they're, they're built right. So I, I don't really know where to pin the blame for this... Kind of I can't help but life. think that that Motorola kind of screwed up again this year. I, I hate to be hard on them because I love them dearly. Last year, they really did screw up with the Moto X. It never In was on my of- radar. I mean, it was a great phone, felt good, but I didn't think it, it just, the specs just didn't do it for me and the performance wasn't there. And, and this year, they remedied that, but then they didn't put OIS on the camera. And then they gave us the Droid... Turbo, which has a much better panel and has the perfect size and perfect battery life, but also doesn't have OIS. And then they give us a gigantic monster called the Nexus 6 that does have OIS. Like, to me, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, there was it was an interesting kind of uh, I don't know, it was a fragmented uh, delivery of the various iterations on this on the same device. But I will say about the Turbo, I wasn't as blown away by it as I expected to be based on the specs. And I, I think Motorola excels at delivering a good experience with without focusing on the specs. And I think that I mean that's why I liked last year's Moto X actually. Um, this year's Moto X I think compromises a few of those initial ideals. You know, the size the is a little spec. big, huh? It's a little wide, you know, it's a little yeah. more ungainly. Uh, the the overstated dimple on the back is just kind of hilarious to me, you know. It's, but I love the metal finish. Like, if oh, last yeah. year's had stayed the same size and grown with less bezel, like, stayed the same size, 5 inch instead of uh, 4 point, it was 4.7, 4. 4. right? It was 4.7, yeah. It's 5 inch with um, 7, just 1080p, OIS on the camera, not more pixels, just OIS, and... And a slight, you know that metal build, I would have been on board for that being my Nexus. Because to um, me, yeah. honestly, I cannot do a phone without OIS anymore. I refuse. It's not happening. Like I <laughs> am putting my foot down. Manufacturers, <laughs> if you want to sell me a phone, it has to have OIS. I'm with you on that, and I'm glad to see that it's still being built in because we saw an initial spike of it. You know, we saw the HTC One M7, we saw the various Lumias with it, and then we saw the HTC One M8 come out with, with and they sacrificed OIS for that duo camera arrangement, which I don't what think a was shame. a terribly great, yeah, thing. And that, but but I'm glad to see that they uh, that it has not been abandoned. Is Sony doing it on their latest stuff? It's surprising to me they're not, considering they are probably the ones that are the most likely other than Microsoft Nokia, ex-Nokia, now Microsoft, to really yeah. have that level of expertise. I am stunned, in fact, that the Z3 Compact and the Z3, which I'm still waiting to get review units of, by the way, I <laughs> yeah. really want the, th- I particularly want the, Z- the Z3 Compact, to Me be too. honest with you. Yeah, I'm, Tony I'm, reviewed that for us. I want them to put, I think o- they're going to have to put OIS in the Z4. It, it's, it, it makes sense. They make half the sensors with OIS out there. But can I ask you, I mean, you being a camera aficionado and way more qualified than I am to talk about optics and stuff, aren't you impressed as I am by Sony's digital stabilization? Because I, I, I've always sort of poo-poo yes. digital stabilization, but Sony does such a great job of it that maybe OIS isn't it is necessary good. on their phones? It is good, and it's good on iPhones that don't have OIS, uh, so it can be done right. I think Samsung's done a pretty good job with it as well. Uh, like on the on the ones on the non Note 4, which is the only device they have other than the Galaxy's K Zoom that has OIS. Right. I think it's possible, but honestly, it it's you lose you know you're losing pixels, and um, I would rather. I think the where OIS really becomes interesting is in video, 
And if you compare i6, uh, iPhone 6 Plus versus iPhone 6 footage, even though there's clever, you know, stabilization going on in software, it's night and day. And if you take any of the Lumias and you try walking with them and shooting at the same time, it it it's flawless, right? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I remember being wondering if I had, had a busted 1020 though because of my OAS wasn't wasn't as good. And then I, I kind of learned what to look for and stuff. But comparing the iPhones, I remember doing that and. Um, not that this is an OIS thing, but also HDR. It's interesting to see how other manufacturers and Android have sort of caught up with and surpassed Apple in terms of HDR implementation because yeah. it's, it's almost like it doesn't do anything on the iPhone. And then you fire up HDR <laughs> in a Samsung or, a, or an HTC, not an HTC, that's a bad example, but a Motorola. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah, this is really bringing a lot of the light out of those shadows. That's cool. What I love about Samsung is that they're now doing live preview HDR. So what you see on the viewfinder is actually HDR in real time, which is really cool. Try oh. it sometime. Uh, they Wait. do this on the G the GS5, the Alpha, oh, and, and Samsung, the yes, Note yes. 4, and the Edge. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just instantly updates the viewfinder. Like, oh, this is what I'm going to get. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. amazing. It's like, wow, I can totally see the difference. Whereas, you know, I don't think any other phones right now are showing real-time HDR um, on the on the display that I'm aware of anyway. Maybe LG, sure. but I don't remember. Maybe I'm in a sure software there are update. others out there. I, they all get jumbled up, right? Like instant, I know right now there are 55 people out there going like, no, what are you talking about? It's on these seven phones. And I'm like, but I can't think <laughs> of them because, you know. It's, but it's seven it's phones, right? It's not the majority. Like it's a new right. feature and it's a great new feature and I'd like to see more of it. Um, but OIS defines it for me. That's why at this point, I'm because the 6 is so bulky and uh, the battery life really isn't that hugely great, um, and because my Nexus 5 has OIS, and even though, you know, the camera on the Nexus 5 has been criticized, I, th I take great shots with the Nexus 5 camera. It, of all the Nexuses up to the 6, which I really haven't had a chance to play with long enough to really form a good opinion on the camera, uh, of all the Nexuses, the 5 is has the hardware chops it needs to have to have a good camera. You know? It does. Yeah, I, I, I did an XS5 versus 6 comparison last week, and I, I took a bunch of side-by-side -side photos and saw what it And you know what it surprised me? Is that uh, it was I could not get consistently better results with the 6. Sometimes the shot would be better. Like sometimes those, that kind of exposure problem the 5 would have, you know, where it would overexpose sometimes. Sometimes yeah. that would be fixed in certain shots. But in others, the 5 would outperform the 6. And it, it confused me. I couldn't. And But then I, when I, I thought about it's, it, it's a Motorola sensor and, you know, I've never been. I think it's not just but. that. I think it's a, it's a Google implementation of the camera app and camera imaging stack on, on Android, on, on Nexus, on pure Android. Um, that's why LG consistently beats um, in its own software, its own camera, the performance of any Nexus device. That's why you know, Apple does so good with the iPhone. It's not, the hardware isn't really that much better nowadays. It's just the software implementation. That's also why Nokia does such a good job generally, uh, or Microsoft devices does such a great job with their Lumias that have OIS. Yeah, it's, it's really tricky. To see how that, like what used to be the case with Sony in the days, the Z1 and around there, they had really, really crappy camera output, even though it was Sony who was providing sensors to Apple, say for the iPhone and the iPhone shots would, would outclass it. I'm sorry. And I misspoke a second ago. I didn't, I forgot the Nexus 60 uses a Sony sensor. It's not a Motorola sensor. So Yeah, it sorry is a Sony that. sensor. This is the thing that blows my mind is that Sony makes, Sony and LG are pretty much the ones making OIS sensors right now. Samsung is starting to. Uh, but if you're like an OEM and you want to make a phone, like if you are, you know, 
OnePlus and you want to make it the OnePlus 2 and you're looking for a sensor with OIS, your, your choices are like super thin. Like, you know, you, you get two or three choices. So, uh, um, is the OIS question going to govern what phone you pick off, up off your review desk first for review? Are you going to grab a, like the 830 uh, or something? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, for me, I think the, uh, I think OIS has its challenges in the sense that it encourages long exposures, which are a problem if you're trying to capture moving subjects, like people that are running around in low light. So what you need is some really intelligent software image analysis that tells you, you this is clearly a kind of a landscape shot where I'm taking picture of the you know of like the city or the, the city the country and I, like so yeah. then like let use ois there and then but here i'm in a setting where there's a lot of motion uh and uh, in the viewfinder and maybe focus distances are shorter and you know do not use as much oil use a little bit but you know don't have long exposure because you're going to get bump up They're the iso streaks and yeah. do more noise reduction maybe so i apple has really nailed that um very few, and I think that's why you see a lot of manufacturers staying away from OIS right now because it's a it's a huge software challenge, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, just opening the shutter doesn't solve the problem, right? You're gonna get lots of motion blur if you do that. So um, because of subjects moving, and sometimes you want that. I really honestly think that. Speaking of cameras, that another another thing I really want in my camera phones, other than OIS, is manual controls, which currently uh, yeah. only two. Two choices, right? Microsoft devices on most of their cameras, and HTC on most of their cameras. Yep. Uh, and I don't cannot understand for the life of me why there isn't the mode just like HTC's done. You just switch modes, and all of a sudden you're in manual controls. We should uh, acknowledge uh, LG there too, though, because they're one of the only uh, OEMs that gives you manual focus on some of their phones, and that's something that I find that really, really underrepresented. Nice. And I really like manual focus because sometimes it's just and, not smart enough. You want to take a picture of that and, leaf, you know? Totally. And then you know the laser autofocus is has been a f- big step forward. I think the right. the G3 is still one of my favorite phones of this year, and primarily because it's imaging chops. Uh, but I do wish it had more manual controls. It, it has, they actually pulled back from the G2 and removed things like uh, white balance and uh, even EV, you can't set the exposure value. So you often overexpose. Oh, really? I and I don't, that. you know, you have to use a third party camera if you want to set those things, which is really annoying. Yeah. And then we shouldn't probably get into the manual hard the hardware shutter key because we'll probably talk about it all all day. <laughs> well, I want it. to see that on all phones, but Me I've too. already given up on, on yeah. this. It's like I used to want to have I used to want to have a physical uh, cover on the lens, like something you can slide away that protects oh, yeah. the lens, like some of the earlier Nokia's had. Nokia ones did, and yeah. And the thickness has kind of killed that, right? There's no room to put that anymore. And the sapphire glass used on most lenses is good enough that you you can't really scratch the lens that easily anymore. So, but yeah. you put your fingerprints on it. The first thing I always do when I pull out my phones is, before I take a photo is wipe them on the inside of my hoodie or my t-shirt. Absolutely. And with the Nexus 6, let me tell you, it's, it's way easy to smudge the lens because the dimple that Motorola handily puts there is nice. But it's not but it's as so pronounced close. as it is on the new X. But it, and it's so close to the lens. I'm like, I, and I'm like, I'll, I'll be feeling it out in my pocket. I'm like, oh, there's the dimple. No, I just smudged up the camera lens. I'm an idiot. So anyway, we've we've uh, kind of diverged into OIS and cameras, which is inevitable <laughs> on my podcast. But I wanted to take it. What is your take on so the Nexus Six? We've kind of talked about. It's big. 
and that's really a matter of taste. I've used big phones. I use like phones like the uh, the uh, what's it called the Lumia fifteen twenty. I've used yeah. phones like the G Flex last year, which was a six inch phone. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like impossible. I can deal with it. I've got a a, a G Pro two that I reviewed a while back, which is like the the, the a gigantic G three basically. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Korea only, I think. But anyway, I got one of those and. These, I can live with them, so I think I can live with the Nexus 6, and once I get it, I'm sure I'll live with it for a while. But I am just think they kind of missed the boat on making a giant phone for Olipop. I wish that they'd stuck with me a 5.5-inch, very little bezel, OIS, top-notch specs type phone. I think that would have been reasonable, but, uh, you know, there's the, the other side of me says, well, Google couldn't have sat on the sidelines forever with this phablet craze right i mean i feel like the time to True. the time to question it as a as a trend is is over right we we know that the the large screen phones are starting to dominate or have been dominated in the market and so i understand why they wanted to do one nexus handset handset at least as a as a phablet type thing i just um and also you know you get you get something for that too on the top and bottom you have these dual front firing speakers which are it outclasses nice, even yeah. the new moto x why which does the x not speaker. have that the g I has know. that I, the, well, how do they what, miss the moto that? g the oh, moto g has two speakers uh, does it have two front fire? oh yeah we've had this conversation yes. before and i always forget what the yeah i don't know but but even so i don't i don't mind that sacrifice on the x at least they took the one speaker on the phone and they Based it the right direction. Like, I'll take that. So, I, I don't know. You know, and it's got a, a pretty good looking screen unless you ratchet the brightness all the way down so it turns pink. Um, but, you know, <laughs> these things I'm willing to to oh, overlook man. when you're talking about this, uh, something this big. Um, so, I don't know. It, it, it's, it You get used to it, right? I mean, you know, as we sure. did with the Flex. And the How do you feel about the fact that, you know, basically using the Nexus 6 or the Nexus 5 with Lollipop doesn't really change the user experience? Everything is just scaled up in size. That infuriates me because, you know, for all the crap we give Samsung, but Samsung's our favorite whipping boy when it, if, it, <laughs> yes. if you're asking me, when you're talking about uh, skins, when you're talking about a third-party UI layered on top of Android, I don't like TouchWiz and whatever. But at least in, a, in exchange for that impaired graphical experience, you get added features like multi-window that let you use this canvas more intelligently, let you run two apps side by side if you want. And that's really yeah. handy sometimes. And then Google has like Apple, has, has just said, no, you just have a larger display and you're going to do exactly the same thing as you would on, you know, on a smaller display. It's just more <laughs> bigger. <laughs> like, well, I don't... What's yeah, the, what's, and that's kind of why I'm Nothing. very happy with Lollipop on my Nexus 5. And I'm wondering when I get my Nexus 6, other than my 5 kind of dying slowly, I think the battery is dying, right. uh, whether I'm going to switch because I'm the performance on my Nexus 5 is brilliant. It, I yeah. have to say, like, let's, let's take a step back. But Lollipop is a major step forward for Android. I oh, think yeah. it's fantastic. I... I don't think anybody would argue that it's the way to go, and I am very, very happy with it. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. I mean, it's the first time that I've I've said and believed. I think that Android is gorgeous. I liked what they did with Ice Cream Sandwich. I even liked some of the stuff in Honeycomb. It was this Tron like, very techy, you know, sci-fi mm -hmm. looking. It was thing. good, yeah. But this is a much friendlier place, and all the little details, like the, when you unlock how the the notification cards neatly stack under one another before sliding up out of the way and how the clock fades man just these tiny little touches that don't impact performance that much if at all i you know i think that's that's terrific and it's this attention to detail that we've been missing in android for a while 
So I think it yeah, looks Yeah, I, I love it. And I love the new, you know, the, the, new, the new apps that go along with it. Um, you know, the, the material design such. stuff. Uh, yeah, the, I actually think the calendar is fantastic. A lot yeah. of people don't like it, but I'm like, seriously, it's it's really great for me. So They could have downsized the text a little bit. I feel like I, if, if people are complaining about the calendar, like, you know, you've got these appointment blocks, which you can't see because I'm overexposed on my stupid webcam, but, um, you know, these appointment blocks. I have an appointment tomorrow at 1 p.m. Did you see if? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is a re-reminder to myself about something, but I have to tap on it to... And with a display yeah, of this high resolution, I, you know, I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to see the entire line of text, you know, so I, I get some of the complaints. Um, and can it's, I ask, it's interesting. Go yeah, go on. Well, I was going to ask you if you about some of the twerk the to the tweaks they made to it, not the twerks they made to it, but the tweaks they made Twerks. to like the <laughs> yeah, some like the uh, like oh the my, notification. This, could, this, this is not going to end well. Is <laughs> right, it? we're already going down. This. No, you know, it's like uh, when you pull down the notification shade about how you can't press and hold the Wi-Fi thing anymore to go to the Wi-Fi menu, how you have to like tap Yeah, the there is and that, and the big thing that's vexing me is the holding the power key not giving me airplane mode. Oh my god! I'm just or, sorry. Or notification uh, options. Oh, notifications you, or anything. You, you, you yeah. probably listen to podcasts on your phone, right? You listen uh -huh. to music, and when you're listening to music, you can't change the ringer state. You have to not only stop playback; you have to throw away that app in order to change your ringer state. It's it's just ridiculous. I mean, what they need some to of fix that. Are, they do. There were some oversights in this, so it's not perfect. But everything else, it's just you know, it's just been a just a breath of fresh air for me. And and I first experienced it with the Nexus Nine. I I did not upgrade my Nexus Five, you know, with beta versions. I I kind of, it's my workhorse, it's my everyday drive. I don't want to take any chances with it. So I just leave mm -hmm. it to wait for the updates to arrive. And uh, so the, the Nexus 9 was my first experience with Lollipop. And, you know, again, it it's not as optimized to uh, to a tablet experience as it could be, but it is not, it's, I still enjoyed it and I think it's not bad. Um, what does what your take about Lollipop on a tablet? I think I actually like it better on a tablet because uh, I don't run into as many of those issues as I do on the phone. You know, we use phones and tablets differently. And I think just the For way sure. I use my tablets versus how I use my phones, I run into fewer of the roadblocks that Lollipop sort of throws up, like that that ringer state notification thing. It just doesn't matter as much on a tablet. Um, the the issue I had with the Nexus 9 is the Tegra processor. It, not yeah. a lot of apps were optimized for that. And so I would just kind of get crashes and it was weird. But I just... I, it was my first experience too on the Nexus Nine. Was with, with Lollipop? That was my first breath of of the new Android, and I, I just couldn't get over it for a week or ten days or more. I just couldn't get over how beautiful it was, and how friendly mm -hmm. it felt, and how accessible it felt. I felt like this is a thing I can show to my mother and be like, "This is how this works," and she would not recoil in horror, you know. And I, I agree. Yeah. I agree, especially with all the Google apps. Everything seems really seamless and well integrated. Um, yeah. As for the Nexus 9 itself, you know, there's a lot of things to like about the hardware other than the price. I can't fathom why they're yeah. priced it at whatever it is, $399? It is $399 to start, yeah. and <sighs> It's it, it, not it, worth that. Did, it's just not ask, worth that. Does yours have the, the much the much talked oh, about yeah. trampoline back oh, yeah. problem? Yeah. Of course, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, and it's, it's pretty terrible. In fact, mine, if you look very carefully, I don't have it reachable, otherwise I'd pull it out, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's in my bag. It's... It, you can see a bump in one point. Like, oh, you can see like there's visible. clearly some piece of hardware under there that's pushing up the against the back. But at another place, I can push it down, you know? Yeah. 
And you're like yeah, cringe. Such a shame. And even and if it look, weren't for it, that, like the the design is just so you know it, to have HTC come in to build that design, it just seems like a a bit of a waste to me because they can do like so much better. It's like a Nexus Five, exactly. Just scaled expanded, up. right? And I, you know, that's not what and gets me sure, excited. Sure, it has really. metal sides and it has a beautiful display and has boom sound speakers and it has double tap to wake. Which, by the way, how can that not be a standard feature on all of Lollipop? It should be a standard feature on every phone by now. Exactly. <laughs> in uh, it to, drives me nuts. It, it's in the same category as like pulling your phone out of your, of your pocket and having the display wake up in in a power saving mode, like the Moto X does, or like the Nexus yep. Six does sometimes, or like the Lumia line does. That should happen on every phone uh, there are some I things agree. that are you know you should need so on a smartphone my biggest gripe with the nine is the price i mean i think it's great as it yeah. is if it was 299 perfect but look the and 399 buys you last year's ipad air it buys you an ipad mini uh with the new one with a thumb uh um, touch you know, ID. whatever touch id yeah. and the old one is a hundred dollars cheaper and honestly when you look at how well those are made in comparison it's just night and day and then you have yeah. the whole tablet ecosystem on ios which is significantly better than anything android can bring to the table i hate to say yeah. this because I, you know i'm a huge android fangirl but you gotta admit when it comes to tablet apps it's night and day yeah, I, I did that exact comparison it was new it was ipad air 2 versus nexus 9 and what always happens on those videos is that the comments descend into a massive firestorm, but it didn't happen that time. Like people would go out of their way to come on and be like, you know, normally I would just come in here and stick up for Android, but no, you're right. Get the iPad Air too. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. So, And it just kind of makes me wonder because, you know, look, it's been what, four years since Honeycomb, right? Four uh, years yeah. since the Motorola Zoom. Zoom, yeah, yeah, 2010. And right? and here we are, and still don't have, still, and Google and Android still don't have the tablet experience nailed. Yeah, and you know, it's and it's not Android's fault. Android as a as a base layer, it it does it very well. It's fine. But it's yeah. that it's that app ecosystem where they can't seem to to be able to cajole developers on a massive scale to build tablet versions of uh, of the apps that people are looking for. Then again, I will say this, it has stopped bothering me as I've gotten used to it. Yeah. You know, it's not as ugly as it used to be like in the in the days of the what was the, oh, the first Galaxy Tab and yeah and, oh, and the, the Zoom and the original the the what was it gingerbread version <laughs> yes, of whatever not yes. gingerbread. It was before that. It was oh, What was before gingerbread? Uh Froyo. Froyo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we still had the the, the uh, differently colored Froyo. status bar up top. No, right? even before that. What was before that? F G. Uh, what's before e. F in the alphabet? Uh, e. E. Uh, what was E? Eclair. Yeah. Eclair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the Galaxy Tab Seven Inch, the original, was running Eclair, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember it was just like a gigantic phone. It was like the Nexus <laughs> was, Six today. Like you know, <laughs> I, I was at an Engadget uh, uh, reader meetup at the time. I was I was not in the industry yet, and I that was my first time seeing it. And I remember the Samsung reps being absolutely overwhelmed by the interest at that table. Though the, the table was like six rows deep of people trying to get their hands on what was being marketed as the first a iPad competitor, and um, it took them a few generations to I think get to that that point and i would still rather take a note a, a note line of, over any of the have you seen the new tabs by the way the new galaxy tab no i haven't played since like i think oh, i've lost track because every year they call tab and they look exactly the same as the year before and they update the specs right. uh the but last gen i played with i think was gen 3 
Okay, because the four is like markedly better. Like I sat around and I was like, kind of like whatever. And I don't. We didn't even review it because they offered it so late. And we were like, oh, we're on to other stuff. Thank you, but no, thank you. And then I played with one at like an AT and T event. I was like, you know, this is really well made, and this screen is really beautiful. So. I think the, the tablet is coming. I, I like the idea of the 12-inch one that I saw at CES last year with uh, yeah. the keyboard that let you do chords, which I thought was really cool. Like, so you could you could go, you know, Control-C actually worked. Like, what, like you hold Control like a, and you type C and then it lets you copy text. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't see yeah. that. I, don't know, I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah, and you know, the keyboard looks like a, a skeuomorphic version of a real keyboard because it's Samsung, of course. Oh, of course, right. But that was, that, was, that was the whole gimmick of the Tab Pros was that they had a better keyboard that was more like the experience you get on a laptop. Right. Um, and I have to say, it worked really well. It looked silly because skeuomorphism looks silly, but being yeah. able to chord keys and hold them together was kind of pretty delicious, to be said, to be honest. I'll say this. Anytime um, you can give me a persistent number row, I'm happy. That's all I need. And that's the other thing. I think it had that because yeah. of the screen real estate on that 12-inch tablet. But, you know, honestly, for me, I'm not a tablet person anyway, so I'm the wrong person to ask. But if I had to pick a tablet today, it would be an iPad Mini 3. 3? Yeah. The, yeah, the one, one without with the, the touch, touch ID, right? Or with or without. Doesn't or or really with the touch. Oh, yeah, the, the three is well, the newest one. The, th- yeah. the three, I guess, because it's it's the right size, it's got a great display, and it's got a great app ecosystem. But I don't, I'm not a tablet user, so I've got a bunch of tablets here. I've got a, an original mini. I have a Nexus 7, Nexus 9, Nexus 10. Uh, and I think that's it. I've returned most of the other ones. I, I used to have a bunch of the old Nexus 7s and a bunch of the... Uh, Tab Galaxy tabs, and I think they've sent those back now. What about the experience? But, you know, the, the, the I've tip, never actually old... played. With, well, I've, I played with them my hands on, but not like <gasps> at home. You know, in the evening in my Can bed. Can I tell you? Relaxed. Once you get those things off of the the stupid so you know anti theft cord, it's so thin. It's like it doesn't even seem like you should be able to 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 do this in the world. Like it's like wow, this is this is super thin, and I can hold it with one hand horizontally, and it's light enough that it's still comfortable. And then I can go throw it in my bathtub for no reason, and it'll survive. Yeah, it's, oh, the well, waterproofing, it's water resistance is a huge deal. I think. Um, yeah. But, you know, the takeaway for Nexus and Lollipop is, you know, pretty good job overall. I just, um, I'm not convinced the Nexus 6, I know, you know, both the pieces, both hardware, both of the pieces of hardware here are, have their issues, I think. Um, Size for me is the biggest issue for the Nexus 6 and price is the biggest issue for the Nexus 9. Well, isn't price a huge issue for you on the 6 too, though? Well, it is, but you know, I'm willing to pay full price for a really well-made device, and it looks really well-made. And it, it is um, that, yeah. So um, it's, I agree that's a change, and in that sense, the Nexus 5 really wins. I mean, you can't go wrong. Buying a Nexus 5 today as a one-year-old phone, it's the first time I've ever felt this way about a Nexus, where the previous Nexus didn't instantly, to me, become completely obsolete. I had to, to kind of think on it for a little while before I rendered a sort of verdict on the Nexus 5 versus Nexus 6 thing. And I'm not in your boat in terms of the Nexus 5 look. I've always thought it was um, a little too uh, nondescript. It's a little cheap. It's a yeah. little chintzy. It's a little kind of uh, dull. Uh, so I'm getting reamed in the comments for, for that because so many people have <laughs> Nexus 5s and they hate that. But that's okay. So, But I said that the Nexus 5, exactly this is the point you just made, is the phone to buy right now if you want a pure Android phone and you, you don't want to be on a contract, you want to save some money. It's, it's still a wonderful buy. But if you're looking for a phone on a carrier contract, 
you know, which will bring this down to one ninety nine or twenty four bucks a month for eighteen months or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, then this is a this becomes a really compelling buy as long as you can except get on AT and T. Uh, yeah. What AT and T is? What are they? Because they the have rest? the brand in the back. They have the boot oh, logo. They have yeah. it. In the fact, they have it locked, and they have the stupid AT and T ringers on it. Yes, which are the most, the, the worst ringtones. Like seriously, that, I market. hate to say this because I know that, <laughs> you know, a lot of people have gone into great detail that it's just different partitions that have all of this stuff provisioned because Android lets you do that now. But to mm-hmm. me, that's a fake Nexus. I am sorry. If you do buy a Nexus that is not factory unlocked and has any kind of carrier branding on it, you failed at buying a Nexus. And I, you know what's funny? I did that. I did that with the Verizon Galaxy Nexus, and it burned me for the next 18 but months. But that was I got a particularly bad case, though. Terrible right? I case. Mean, that, yeah. that had different firmware, right? And, like, yes. We're and talking that was the here, CDMA problem. At least, right. At least yeah. here we have the same firmware. It's just the boot screen and the ringers and the and the stamp in the back. And then the, unlocking the radio. Seriously, AT&T? Seriously. <laughs> odd to me it's a nexus yeah. like yeah. google just said no you said that you can brand it if you want but you cannot lock this thing not happening uh Agreed. i just don't get it i just no, i just I don't agree. get it and you look at t-mobile they did it right they're 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 a, a nexus is just a nexus and t-mobile that's exactly what i would expect from from them at this juncture i mean that 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 is completely in line with the the culture of that disruptive company who you know wants to appeal to people like like you like us or, or yeah or even people who just really like this independent idea this this is like underdog thing no i don't want your brand on my phone just it's my phone right i'm young and so hip. there's a cater to me yeah for sure and i wonder i mean have you i've actually not played with the the t-mobile version so i'm actually i, I, I might be either. wrong there might be some customization on there it might be locked i don't know i hope not i mean I it'd be terrible if it were. <laughs> what about the verizon the, is there a sprint version there is a sprint version a sprint uh, sell it uh, and there is a Verizon version that there's going to be as well. So, I mean, this thing is on but all four. I bet I cannot imagine if the AT&T version is branded and locked and has uh, a partition with uh, the boot screen and the uh, ringers, it's got to, uh, the Verizon one, it's going to have the same. You know it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you Verizon. Know it. <laughs> then again, then again, w- there was a version of the Droid Turbo that didn't have any Verizon branding on it at all. Um, really? Yeah, the ballistic nylon one, and I think this is because they couldn't put the silk screening on the ballistic nylon material, like they couldn't actually paint it on there. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was no you. If just looking at it, all you saw was a Motorola logo. Like it, it looked like a, a weird alternate universe Nexus. It was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a question here that I think is actually interesting. We were talking about cameras and how OIS is important. And one of the things that Microsoft Devices has really nailed over the years, and Nokia prior to that, is uh, audio recording. Uh, yes. You know, by having multiple mics, the the icon, the eight, uh, the nine thirty, the uh, fifteen twenty, the ten twenty, and I believe even the eight thirty, which I'm looking down at here, have multiple mics um, mm-hmm. and do a really re- and they have MEMS mics, which are will not distort in very loud levels. So if you're at a very loud rock concert, you can have a very clear recording. Um, yeah. We're not we're not seeing too much of that on Android devices yet, and and um, I'm wondering if this is something 
that you see as the next next big thing for Android. To me, the problem with imaging on Android is this lack of in, the lack of consistency. Right uh, on Nexus devices, uh, Google's software isn't good enough, um, and on the competition, you know, HTC is doing it right, but their hardware is flawed now with no OIS. Uh, it's Samsung and LG are doing kind of a decent job, but they're moving more towards the iPhone way of doing things. It used to be you could hold the camera shutter key and if you turned on burst mode in the settings it would let you um lock focus and exposure while your thumb was on the button oh that's right and then you would be able to reframe and release your finger that's all gone now on lg and samsung phones it's just burst mode and you can't turn it off so they seem to be going backwards um do you think someone like maybe that Panasonic CM1, that that Lumix smartphone that oh, was announced. Right. Yeah. Do you think there's ago. gonna be somebody who nails the user experience and gives us something similar to what Microsoft Devices is giving us in terms of both the hardware with like four microphones, OIS, great optics, and a really, really compelling camera user experience? You know, I, I would hope so, but I am I'm forced to look at the the market as you know there are these OEMs who are like, okay, where are the opportunities? Who has done something really excellent with a camera? Oh, the yeah, the Lumia line, the 1020 especially, and, and all that. And but but what kind of success has that line seen? Not that much. Mm-hmm. And you can argue that that's yeah. Windows Phone fault. You know, there's Microsoft's fault, it's Nokia, old Nokia's fault, whatever. But you know, I don't think there's a massive incentive to to do that. Uh, and the, on the Android side, but then again, uh, OEMs are always looking for an opportunity to stand out. So I, my short answer is I would hope so, but I don't, I don't really see it being more of a possibility than trying to differentiate on say fit and finish. You know, it'd be interesting to see if, um, and I've selected the next question, which is interesting to see that if Lollipop that exposes a whole bunch of new APIs for camera software, if some third party can finally make it because the problem with me with android is i don't use third party cameras because other than the end the google one from time to time for example on the one plus one i use the google camera because i find that one plus's camera app is terrible it mm. is horrendously bad it has lag like you wouldn't believe and it turns out that for the first time ever the android camera is better than anything than than the built-in stock camera which is rarely the case yeah but mm. anyway um now that Lollipop exposes much more API control to the camera, I wonder if somebody's going to make a third-party camera app that's actually going to do things like raw support, uh, you know, all the proper stuff that I want to see. You know who was going to do that was ZTE at CES, whatever last year's CES was. They promised this year's CES. They promised that they would release their viewfinder uh, for as a wide release on the Google Play Store for any phone to download. And the thing I loved about their viewfinder on the Nubia 5S is what I guess we were looking at is that it had an artificial horizon. And I've wanted oh, that yeah. on some of my f- cameras for a while because it would really help me out in some situations. But I think they, the Lumix has that. Stuff. Yeah, the Lumix oh, it? C- CM1 because yeah, it's actually pretty common on point and shoots and uh, you know higher end camera. There's a, generally a toggle you can set in the menus for turning that on. It's really useful, uh, right? It, yeah, it's really useful. And there was other stuff on it too. It wasn't just that. It wasn't a one trick pony. It was a really good viewfinder, and I was so excited to one try the phone, two try that download on other phones. Uh, they never sent us a Nubia 5s, and then uh, <laughs> we never. It's still not in the Google Play Store as far as I can tell. So 
Still waiting on it, CTE. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping because right now, you know, I haven't really found the one yet that, that really works for me. And I have to say that even though the iPhone doesn't give me the level of control that I want, I wish that it was a setting somewhere deep in the iPhone menus that was like advanced and the UI changed into something that looked like the 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 the, the Lumias, you know, Lumia. yeah, uh, totally. But but still, I nail the fixtures so often with the iPhone. Even though I don't have a six, I still have just have a five S, and it's it's really impressive to me what Apple's managed to do there. And it's gotten better with iOS eight. So, um, so if you are listening out there, those of you like, I think HTC might be this might be your chance. You have the best camera interface I think today with manual controls. Make your camera app a an Android APK that can be downloaded from the Play Store for any Android device running Lollipop. And HTC is already doing that with some of its other software with Zoe. Exactly. With, I challenge you. Uh, yeah. This is, you are you you will be save you will be saving the day for everyone if you can do that. That would be really um, cool to see. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. Let's talk about Microsoft devices a bit and some of the phones I have here because, you know, I want this podcast to be about an hour and we're like already 45 minutes in. Yeah. Um, but so um, I have a, I've just published two reviews, the Yoda phone first gen and the Desire 816. And in the next couple of days, you will see a review of the Fire Phone and a review of the Butterfly 2. And I don't know if you know this, but the Butterfly 2 is an HTC One M8 made of plastic with the dual camera, but instead of a four megapixel ultra pixel sensor, it has a 13 megapixel non-ultra pixel, the same sensor as in the HTC Desire I. And I tell you, I tell you, I'm willing to forego the large pixels for a little bit more resolution in this case. And so that's, that's, Yes. Sorry. I didn't I didn't I, I don't know if you were done there or not, but that is No, that I was is, just going to say that's my takeaway on the butterfly too is that even though it's plastic, it uh has what the camera combo should have been on the original M8 in my opinion. And it's so important to like make the distinction though between the butterfly 2 and the the other HTC devices that had the earlier 13 megapixel sensor which was Correct. like this off the shelf like component. the Desire 816 and like and the, the 1 Mini 2 uh, 1 Mini 2 yeah yeah but the Desire 820 the Desire I and the butterfly 2 have the better sensor yeah and and so have you used the Desire I with that with the crazy front firing uh, I have megapixel? very briefly again Brad uh, help me uh, with that but I'm I'm getting a review unit very soon so I should be able to play with it I love the I'll idea I think it's great too. yeah it's it's cool I was sad that I couldn't do it because I was overloaded with something and so Joe got to do it for us and like I'm looking forward to doing the review rebuttal on that one because I got to play with it in New York for a little bit and now it's been a little while but it's got a hardware shutter key it's got a pretty good 13 megapixel front facer and aft facer. It's the same it's module on the front and the back. What's that it's, again? It's, 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 it's the same. It's the but, same. But there's a yeah. there's an f uh, there's an f stop difference though. Difference, yeah, or an yeah, f yeah. number difference rather, yeah. It's so interesting, I huh? Yeah, I don't know why they did. We asked about it, but I forgot what the answer was. But anyway. But I'll be getting that, and I'll be getting an HTC Re very soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so the phones that I have to review still are the Moto X2, which uh, I showed you earlier right here. This is an AT&T model. Yes. Um, I have a Moto G2, which is a very funky colored one that I have. Check it out. It's a purple one Ooh, uh, with magenta. a white front. Uh, and it's uh, it's been a great phone, I have to say. Uh, like the Moto G last year, they kicked ass, and this year they're totally, they totally nailed it again. Yeah. Uh, in terms of price, I mean, if you want a mid-range phone and you're on a budget, you can't go wrong with the G. Like, mm. even though it's bigger this year, they've improved everything that was needed to be improved. So, 
Um, I have a Sharp Aquos Crystal, which is I a very interesting so, phone. So jealous of you. Uh, did, 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 did you get that so from Sprint? From Sprint, from yeah. Oh. Sprint sent it to me. I, I asked for it a while back. and So I only wanted this because I am fascinated with the idea of the no bezel. Totally, right? totally, yes. And it, if every time I pull this out, I feel like every time people see me pull this out, they are like, what is this sci-fi thing you just like, Did you just out? step out of Minority like, Report 2? Like, what's going uh, exactly. on? Exactly. It, it feels like you have a, a movie prop in your hand. Totally. Because the screen just floats over everything else. Ah, yes. Um, I have a one plus one. Finally, I uh, was able to get a review in it instead of buying my own. Congratulations. And I have to tell you, this is definitely one of the best phones I've ever used. Uh, but... The camera is just not good enough for me to to take it as my daily driver and replace my Nexus Five. Nah. No OIS, and as I said, the camera interface that's built in is is really terrible. There's incredible delay and lag in in, shot, in shooting compared to say using the Android camera even. But the Sandstone. But it's, uh, it, but it's beautiful. Oh, that's the so Sandstone, gorgeous. sixty-four gigabytes. It's yeah. it's a bit. It's got too much bezel for me. Like I'm used to the G3 as a five point five inch phone, right? So look mm. at all this bezel, including this little silver rim down all the way around. Yeah. If you can live with the bezel, because this is almost the same size as a Nexus Six, but it's only five point five inches. So it's kind of like the iPhone Six Plus. It's and bezel central. Importantly, as I call it. though, it's like it's narrower, right? So it's easier to use it's with one narrower. hand. And yeah, that's yeah. really crucial. Um, I also have a Galaxy Alpha, yes. which I really, really, really like. I adore that I have to tell thing. you, this is my favorite Samsung phone of the year. And I've played with, I also have a Note 4, and I've played with the Edge, uh, although the Edge is really cool. I played with, this is sadly an AT&T one. I played with you know, the GS5, which I have as well. But I have to say, like, finally, finally. <laughs> I know. Samsung is making a phone that feels like it's not a turd in my hand. Right? It it's, felt so cool. It's to, amazing. Like, it was so unnatural feeling so to me to, to geek out over that phone. Because like I unbox it and I'm like, how do I like this this much? I don't understand how I can like this this much. And I really do. It's amazing. I and so I have, of course, a Note 4 as well. Uh, this yeah. is a T-Mobile version. Uh, and you know, it's, it's finally like, I've always been a big fan of the note, but the thing that always put me off was the plasticiness. And again, this is like the alpha it's, it's gorgeous. Finally, yep. Samsung kudos. Of course, we still have to deal with all the bullshit that is touch with, but on the note four, it works because it brings you all this extra stuff that's actually useful on that size phone. Right. Do you use the S pen at all, by the way? Not myself, but I have to say that. When I do play with it, it's nice to have some of the extra apps, right? Like I'm not, I could yeah. live without it, which is why I think the Galaxy Alpha would be more my thing. But um, I've got the default Android launcher on both of these and it's relatively oh, nice of an experience. So you're just running the Google launcher on, on both of those? On all my phones now, I've switched completely over. I'm nice. running the, as much, I'm trying to nex nexify my devices as much as I can, except that oh, I yeah. usually keep the camera app unless the camera app is really terrible. Right. Because I, I wanted prefer... To, sorry, I wanted to do that with the Galaxy Alpha, like because it was the, it was such a beautiful piece of hardware, and I was like, oh, if we can get TouchWiz out of here, that'd be great. But I didn't have the time to. Well, you're not getting it out, right? You still have the the, the pull-down menu and notification yeah. tree, all that is still the same. The multitask menu is the same as before. But And the, the, the thing that always gets me about TouchWiz, honestly, I can turn off S-Voice. I can un dis disable on, on the AT&T version all the apps that are you can't delete. All that I've, dis I've done. 
and I've replaced Elantra. But the thing is the settings. Samsung settings. Oh, yeah. oh man. Headache. It's, Just I, thinking about oh, it, I get a headache. I, I think we could go back and forth on that for a while because I liked it for a minute and then they gave it to the carriers to customize and now I don't like it anymore. So it's, I exactly. didn't mind the floating orbs of color. I think they looked pretty cool. And especially since you can just search for what you want. You can hit the magnifying glass it, and just type in. It's just a consistency want. thing, right? For me, it's just like I'm used to Android looking and feeling a certain way. Right. And and they break that every time. you know. And, and an HTC phone, it doesn't feel so foreign coming from a Lollipop device, right? Yeah. Uh, from a Nexus, for example, right? Okay, so let's continue here. I have... Uh, oh, and I have a bunch of Microsoft devices. So I finally... I, I got a 530 a while back, which is a total really bad phone. Like, <laughs> they went so low end that the camera doesn't even have autofocus. Oh. It's that bad. Um, but but uh, I got the 930 a while back. I reviewed that a while back. Uh, I had it. I, I took it to Burning Man with me. But I got the 630 dual SIM. There we go. And I have to say, the, I'm sure the 535 that's just come out, the first non-Nokia non branded device, is going to even be better than this for the money. But this, wow. Like the camera on this is actually really quite usable which is unbelievable for a five megapixel autofocus entry-level camera but the one that's got me even more impressed is the 735 and i have a beautiful orange 735 wow. that display from a boat with that um thing. yeah look at this look at this uh uh, AMOLED 720p display. It's so gorgeous. It's a little it? overexposed here. Is it 4.5 inches? 4.7. Or... 4.7. 720p AMOLED. It is absolutely gorgeous display. And it's got the same camera as the 720 last year, which is a f over 1.9. Really? Wow. Lens. It's super fast. It's a 6.7 megapixels Zeiss lens, no OIS f over 1.9 so it is so slow light sensitive it's unreal but the big deal on that one was its front facer right because that's supposed to be their Correct. selfie cam right it's so a five, what is it, five? Front five megapixel yeah is it wide it's angle five, too yeah. uh, we were at the microsoft yeah, thing in berlin when they announced it and i just forgot what the stuff was it's you know i have to say the 735 for the money the only thing it's missing is it only has uh, eight gigs of built-in storage you really need a mic it has micro sd but you need to put a card in is basically you you pretty much have yeah. from the get-go to put a card in and it doesn't have a camera shutter key and for a selfie phone that's a bit weird uh, yeah. but everything else about it is great it's got lt and everything and by the way the six uh the 630 that i showed you earlier that's what it looks like the screen uh it's a pretty nice screen it's uh um, lcd you know it's lcd but it's um it's much better than the 530s. It looks like it might be even IPS, okay. but entry-level IPS. And then there's the 830. And the 830 is, I'm very impressed with. Uh, let me just bring it up. This is the 830. I have a beautiful green one. And so this is one step up from the 735. Again, the thing that's disappointing though is that it's a five-inch display, 720p, but it's an IPS panel and it has really terrible black levels. Oh, if that. you put it side by side with the 4.7 inch uh, 720p panel of the 735, uh, you want the 735 because you get better DPI because it's a smaller screen. You get better black levels. Everything is better. And on Windows Phone especially, you want the deep blacks because that's what the tiles yeah. float on. You want the tiles to be floating yeah. on a it, sea of nothing. It's honestly the most disappointing thing on the, on the 830 is the display, but the camera is pretty damn awesome. It's OIS, pure view, 10 megapixels, uh, dedicated camera key. I love the industrial design. It's super thin. It's got Aluminum that nice little sides, metal rim. Right? Yeah. Like the yeah. 930 uh, dedicated camera button, uh, and of course micro SD for expansion. I mean, 
I tell you, Microsoft devices, I, I know I sound like a fangirl, but I've always had a soft spot for Nokia, which became Microsoft devices. Mm -hmm. And even though, you know, and Windows Phone is, is re I think is a really great OS for non-advanced users, I think. Like I, I can't do, I can't use a Lumia as my daily driver because I'm too invested in it's Google too, services. We're too embedded in Google, right? Because yeah, the, the Lumia right. 1020 is my other phone. So like whenever I have to switch over to it because I want to take it on a weekend, I have to be like, okay, you're not going to get like the tabs exactly. in Gmail. Like all the spam is going to dump into your main inbox. It's like, okay, fine. I'll but it doesn't it change like the fact that Windows Phone is delightful and it doesn't change the fact so that the awesome. hardware is delightful. And they yeah. just know how to make phones like no one else. Like true. I seriously cannot. It's I wish this I wish the 830 and the 930 you could run Android on. See, and I, that uh, and that Microsoft devices would make an Android camera that had the the app that had the same interface and I'd be done. I'd be done. I, I, I would I would forego the Nexus for the first time in my life. I, I like how tightly integrated though the software and hardware are on a, on a Windows device. I like how they, the, the some of the designs echo the look and feel of the live tiles. I like the you know it's just I know, it's but just so with nice imagine lollipop. Different. Come on, come uh, on, Michael, lollipop. I don't know. I think, think of the sweetness you need of to lollipop. Talk to me a lot to give me. I, I, I need a custom <laughs> skin on there. <laughs> I'd actually yeah. advocate for a third-party UI if I had to use Android and Lumia. But yeah. so these are the ones I'm going to be reviewing. I'm not sure I'll review the 630 to be honest with you in the same way as. I didn't review the 530, but um, I'm definitely going to review the 735 and the 830. Uh, and these other phones I just showed you are all going to be happening this month because they all landed on my plate in November, kind of behind everybody else's time-wise. So it's just going to have to happen, right? Well, let me tell you, you're not all the way behind. We, we have an 830 in the office, which I unboxed on a previous episode of my podcast, but uh, it's in a, a, a colleague's hands and he has yet to review it. So you may beat us to the punch on that. So don't, don't you know? Don't feel bad. So about So a couple there. of things before we go. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a question here in the Q and A. Uh, what do you think about the lack of a new flagship from Microsoft this holiday season? I'd like to argue that the 535 is a flagship in its own right, <laughs> but a different kind of flagship. It what is a price competitive, large screened well-rounded flagship. I'm going to be getting one very soon and I can guarantee you it's going to be a pretty awesome phone. Now, I know what you're saying. You want a 930, you want an Icon, a 940 a or a 1030. A 1030. Yeah. Let's talk about the 1030. Where is Please. the 1030? Right, because it popped see up one, Michael? on... Uh, I've, I don't now that these rumors have popped up today. Uh, some people on Twitter very helpfully sent me the link and I very unhelpfully lost it just now. But it was this, uh, it looked like a Lumia 1020. It had a mostly aluminum back with some polycarbonate trim around it. The same size camera Oreo as the 1020. And it looked like it was back in a 10, 1080p display and um, some other upgrade in terms of the, the spec sheet. It looked really compelling. And the fact that it, it looks like we're not getting it because this was just a prototype that was pictured and put up for auction on, a, I think, a Chinese auction site. It, it strikes me as really odd. And then again, Microsoft just acquired Nokia, so we have this distraction factor here, right? We have this thing where they're having to make some different decisions. It's not the same company, and they're maybe adapting a new strategy as they look at what Windows Phone's future is going to be like. But not having a follow-up to the 1020 is getting really frustrating. It hurts, the doesn't it? Yeah. aging. You know, it's, it's got... 
Uh, I, I feel the same way. You know, the 1020 still blows my mind. Like, the 930 was okay at Burning Man, but the year prior I used the 1020, and I was kind of yeah. regretting I didn't take the 1020 again. Oh, it totally. It is so much, it's so much better. When you go to um, do the pinch to zoom, and you, like, you, it's not doesn't go as far yeah. as the 1020, it's really disappointing, because it's that half yeah. the resolution, right? Oh, like, wait. Wow. You know, when you do pinch to zoom on the 830, it goes more than, so it, it does, it goes beyond what the pure view gives you, right? It, so it starts pixelating, right? Oh, because no. they ha they have to give you something, right? Because otherwise, it'll just think stop about it. it. <laughs> With the ten megapixels, you'd get like one point one time zoom, you know, <laughs> right. on the pure view. Yeah, it know? wouldn't be good looking at all. Uh, yeah. So the lossy the lossy zoom ends at like one point one or one point two times, and so b they let you do two or three times zoom, but you can clearly see the pixels at that point, which is the you know the compromise. But honestly, I tell you what, the eight thirty blows my mind in terms of imaging quality. You'd think that less pixels compared to the twenty on the nine thirty and the 40 on the 41 on the 1020 would be a big big disaster but oh my god it's not if you're willing to give up on the zoom the the ois the quality of the optics on the 830 are on like nothing can touch this on the android world like that's really you're, you're in hear, a whole actually. different league yeah know? i'm pleased to hear that take that's... it for a spin seriously like since you have a 1020 like just back up your 1020 restore the 830 and and enjoy because you'll love it it's really that good if I ever get it back from Jaime Rivera, that's exactly what I'm going to do. But he's in Honduras, <laughs> so I don't know how likely that's going to be. Oh, boy. Someone in well, the q shared the link to this thing, by the way. Right, just, just ping Microsoft devices because that didn't send you a second one. They probably have a whole bunch floating around. That would be nice. I would like that. Did you check and out you the link does... to the 1030? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I'm seeing the link now to that crazy... Uh... Yeah, that crazy. The photos are nuts insane. on this 1030. Like you can see the stenciled up prototype markings. You can even see the IMEI, which is crazy. Um, but wow. it's like property of Microsoft Mobile, and you know, not for sale engineering sample, etc. Well, that's weird. Um, what I was gonna say is um, that the uh, what I'd like to see is you know a follow up. I want to see a 1030. I yeah, like you. You know, I think it it would be great. Yeah. Um, and like the fact that wow, it's aluminum, look at this it's, thing. It's not totally jacketed in polycarbonate. It's it's got aluminum accents. I mean, it, it, that's exactly what I think it needs to push it to the the sort of premium feel it, oh, this area is really this interesting how did i miss this when it wasn't i know wow I'm this is stoked. real dude this is sort, so sort real bit on it but i'm not gonna oh how much <laughs> is that gonna be no it's gonna go for a lot of money i bet if it doesn't get shut down you know pretty quick what is 1588 yen how long did that come out i don't know i can ask the googs about that um oh notice so dual led instead dollars. of uh xenon huh oh it's a dual led instead of xenon that's japanese yen equals 13 united states dollars and 37 cents well there you go let's buy it and <laughs> that's a bargain we should definitely uh snap it up <laughs> i should have asked uh, I should have so anyway with me on the show, um Quickly wanted to cover something with you since we're talking Microsoft devices, Nokia. You saw Nokia's tablet. What's your take on that real quick? This is the new Nokia. Yes. Uh, uh, it seems very much a copycat experience, which is very disappointing to me. Exactly what I said. I completely agree. And you know, it's, it's Foxconn who's not just building it, but they're also running the sales experience. They're running the customer service experience. So in, in every way conceivable, this is a Foxconn tablet with a Nokia badge on it. Now, Nokia did do the design, so we, we can't take that away from them. But even the design, as you say, is um, is a copycat 
sort of, more than sort of, totally it is. I, I, I would just rather get an iPad mini. Now, uh, the software is rather exciting to me. Um, yeah, I like the Z launcher actually. But I don't like that it's. A, I don't like the gimmick of like drawing a letter to go to whatever app you want. I think that's kind of dumb. But I think I like that it's clean and it plays nicely with the clean chassis. I think that's cool. What What are your thoughts? Well, I'm excited to see Nokia making devices again as the new Nokia because it means that when they're going to be coming out with phones in 18 months or whatever the the time limitation is, we're going to see some Android phones with a Nokia brand and hopefully some good optics and good imaging chops. I can only assume, unless they're completely farmed out to Foxconn, in which case they're just going to be very generic and then it's going to be boring as hell. Right. Yeah. What about that, though? I mean, doesn't Microsoft have, didn't all that uh, optical property, didn't all that go to Microsoft under the Microsoft mobile brand when that acquisition closed? Mm -hmm. I think so, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of which, in the Q&A here, uh, yes, you know, there's Yola as well, who just crowdfunding their own tablet. Right. Um, and and I'm a, I am have to say, I have a soft spot for Yola. Me I love too. these guys. They're a fantastic team. I told them they should hire me. I don't know if they will. but uh, <laughs> I hope they do. Uh, that would be awesome. I would love to work for these. I'd like to do what I did at Pebble for, for Yola. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but but I think uh, I'm really excited about their tablet because even though I actually think it was a little tricky to use a f like phones are so personal and they're such productivity monsters right that for me I hacked like I I hacked my Yola phone to run Android Google Play services oh. Uh, Oh, so I was yeah. able to run all the, the the Google apps that I needed, but it was a hack. It, I had to con every time there was an update, I had to re like redo get the that, key right? again and do and, all. And, yeah. and some people are going to argue that I'm missing the point that this is whole ideas. This is an open source phone. Why would I do that? Well, I'm sorry. That's my workflow. That's what I need. Right. So for me, in that sense, the Yola phone is. They kind of missed the mark, but a Oyola tablet, however, for me, a device that's primarily an email client, a web browser, and a social media client, I can totally do that. I don't necessarily need all the, the Google services for that. I can use Facebook and Twitter as APKs, and I can use the built-in mail client with, OMAP, uh, with uh, IMAP, sorry, and I can use a good web browser to get most of my productivity work done. So that's got me much more excited all of a sudden. It's refreshing to hear that because, you know, my, my position on it was like, I, I, as I'm like you, I like seeing new stuff from Yola, sort of whatever it is, and I really like the Sailfish software a lot, but I feel oh, like great. now isn't the time to be getting into tablets because tablets are sort of like becoming like they're 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 running the last leg of the cycle of becoming the new netbook right like where it's like they exploded <laughs> and they true. were kind of cool and now they're just the bottom sort of falling out and but uh that's, th frustrating. that's the thing though no it's hard to differentiate on hardware because hardware is being commoditized so much right yeah but on software however you know they they are able i think to do something uh, probably slightly unique and i'm not talking about software in terms of the app ecosystem because i hate to say this but i have a really hard time seeing how selfish could develop uh, a great following in terms of its own app ecosystem yeah but it does have android as an app ecosystem right right and so imagine imagine a very uh, a very awesome custom skin on top of android and in a way that's kind of what sailfish gives you even though it's its own os which i know it's in a way even better that way because it's all open source right so imagine you own your on your a really awesome custom os that hopefully takes really great advantage of the tablet form factor and that can have apks installed on top of i think that's pretty awesome but i do i do believe that it would be even more awesome if yola gave us a, a simple install that would 
let us use Google Play services apps. I think that would be terrific, but I don't know if that doesn't that go uh, against the, the the agreement that like Google enforces with uh, with with Android distros. I don't know. Maybe it's something that uh, Yola and Google and other players that are kind of doing similar things, Could like, like who comes to mind BlackBerry. Yeah. Oh. Should revisit. Another Maybe they need to lobby Google. Maybe they need to all get in a room and say, look. We need, we want to run our own OS, but we really love your apps ecosystem and we want to embrace the Google services. For you, it's more advertising revenue. Right. Yeah. You're not you making money off of Android. Stuff. So, right. Exactly. Just let's make it happen. You know, what I find most interesting about Yola is their ability to whip up their, their, uh, their audience, their ability to instill loyalty in a, in a, uh, you know, a user base and leverage that to like spread the word. Because every time I run a Yola story, every time even someone mentions me and Yola in the same tweet, there's like, you know, Yola Antarctica just retweeted this. <laughs> like Yola. <laughs> but you know, you know why? It's because they are, the, these, these are the people who give, they, the, a lot of the people on the Yola team are the people who give us the Nokia N9. Right. Right. No, totally. Amigo. And, I mean, Amigo was awesome. I reviewed the N9 friend gadget and I was, smi I was smitten. I still have a, the white unicorn, I call it, the 64 <laughs> gigabyte white N9. Yeah. I still have one and I'm never going to give it up. It's awesome. I don't use it, obviously, but I'm keeping it forever. Yeah. So they have so this long standing. I can hold it in my sleep. <laughs> so you can put it under your pillow. Well, it's okay. That's don't, right. you know, that's what I do with the original Palm Pre. So it's it's fine. You know, oh, there you we, go. We can air our, our admissions here. But yeah, no, they, they have a really, really great ability to connect with their audience and i think that's huge and that that's a rarity and the fact that they've managed to do that and grow and like what did they get seven times eight times what they asked for in indiegogo in the first day for that right. tablet that's awesome yeah. i so I'll look and, to seeing that. and don't forget the fact that you can buy a phone out there that's completely open source today yeah i mean let's just for a second to take our politics and our uh, brand loyalties and our OS loyalties and app ecosystem loyalties aside, just because practically speaking for me, it makes more sense to be on Android services. But if I take that aside, if, you know, for some reason I wanted to use a phone today that didn't have any allegiances to anything, I could do that with a Sailfish phone, uh, with a Yola phone. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome, as you say, in 2014, almost 2015 to have that exist. I agree. So listen, we're kind of out of time, but I wanted to quickly, uh, before we to wrap this up, quickly go over what are your top phones to like. If you had to make recommendations, and this is not about price, this is not about you know, what is what are your what would you be your phone picks today? Pick your five. The iPhone six has to be in there because I think it's a really well-rounded device, and I and I think it's a really beautiful device in some respects. And so, I mean, that's that's in there, and that's no surprise to anybody. The Moto X is also in there at one hundred percent because even though it's got a really pretty poor battery life and a mediocre at best camera, it's got features that no other Android phone has, and they sound gimmicky at first, but they're really really useful as well. Um, continuing with the Android thing, the Note 4 has got to be in there for the people who absolutely need the best of the best. And I'm I'm different yep. from you. I use that S Pen a little bit, and uh, and oh, I do, miss yeah. it when I don't have it. And so you know, you know who uses it too? Tim Stevens. Does he? He uses the S Pen. Of, yeah. Oh yeah, he cannot. He's a Note guy now because he started with a Note 2 and he just never went back. You got the three and he got the four. Right. Yeah. Oh well, I'm in good company then. 
Um, yes. I wanted to, you know, the 9.30 sounds like the unimaginative thing to suggest in the in the <laughs> Windows Phone space just because it's like, it's the high-end Windows Phone that's not the 1520, which is this massive tile of, cube, you know, this <laughs> yes. sheet of plastic. Um, but I have to I have to recommend it because I think the Icon or the 9.30, whichever way you go, it's a great device. It's got a great I camera. Agree. And the 1020, it's as great as the camera is. I think it's just too old to recommend yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's obsolete now. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, and uh, there's a weird one that I want to like, I know there's, there's something pinging me that that's that's saying like there's a weird suggestion I want to give and I want it to be the BlackBerry Classic, but I can't do it in good conscience because I haven't used it yet <laughs> and I've been banging uh-huh. down their door to try and get a review device and I don't I don't have one yet. But I always say that we shouldn't confine our recommendations to the top to the top platforms. You go try Three, something yeah. different. And BlackBerry ten, I don't know this about the BlackBerry Classic, but BlackBerry ten, the software experience, is really, really cool. So if you can live with a little hacking to get it is cool i agree i have i still have a z10 and a q10 somewhere oh the q10 um, is so my, cool sorry go ahead my picks would be iphone 6 or 6 plus interchangeably here uh nexus 6 nexus 5 interchangeably um and then i would go to uh the g3 ah LG G3, definitely one of my top contender of the year. I just love the size of the screen, the small bezel, the fact that it's not too cluttered in terms of UI and you can install the Android launcher and then the camera is just kick ass. And that display, oh my God, that display. Um, and then the Note 4, I agree with you. I think that because it's got OIS and you know it's a big phone that's not too big and it's got all this great stuff and the, 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 the S Pen for those who like it. Um, you and can't go wrong, and now it's metal. Now it's finally metal. Ah, it's finally yes. done right. It feels right. So, so let's see. That's one, two, that's four. three, four, five. Is going to be the nine thirty, right? Nine thirty or icon. Um, and if you really can't stretch your budget there, go for the eight thirty. It's so close. I mean, um, and then finally, uh, this is you know, if I can add more to that, like a second tier level, the Moto X. Uh, the Moto X or Moto G, depending on your budget, the the new Moto G, um, the One Plus One, mm-hmm. um, and um, any of the Lumias? Think, did you hit any? The Ga- you, hit the, you hit the nine thirty. Sorry, I did the Icon nine thirty. Yeah, um, and and potentially the um, the Galaxy Alpha if you can, oh, if you want a totally. a nice small beautiful Android phone, and then you know if you really want something crazy. Uh, well, I don't, I, somebody asked the OnePlus. I gave that as a second tier primarily because I think it's a little big for its screen size, and I think that its uh, camera is leaves a lot to be desired. But uh, and for me, those are important things. But the last one I would suggest is kind of we just talked about it, and that's the Yola phone. Just if you really want to be different, I mean, it's a solid phone. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, the software has improved dramatically over the last year, and it's really a, a you know, a piece uh, of hardware that people are going to ask you questions about because that back is removable. They have, uh, you can have backs that have hardware built in, right? Because the the backs, the other half it's called, has all this hardware that you can put in it. So, because there's a USB interface in there. So that's kind of cool. There's been people who've made like e-ink backs and all kinds of really cool things. 
Um, uh, I got to check secondary up on displays on the back of the phone, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like you can write it's open source so you can connect an Arduino to this thing. And all of a sudden add something like you want to put a printer in the back of your phone. <laughs> Blah, Do no it. problem. <laughs> you know, you want to put some glowing notification LEDs that have like a burning man pattern that flash and go crazy. You can do that. Yeah. I would totally do that. I would do. So a lot it's of not just open LEDs. source software. It's, it's open source hardware too. Yeah. Right? Remember that. This time next anyway, year, we'd be talking about Project Ara in the same in the same breath. Oh man, I got to play with it oh, at Expand. So uh, they had it there, and I touched it, and I used it, and I took a bunch of pictures, and I I, I uh, sent them off to uh, to Phil at Android Central. He was very happy. I bet. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I think it's we're living an exciting time, and I think there's going to be some really great stuff. Hopefully, CS will be fun. I'm looking forward to a few more phones I haven't played with yet, like the Nexus 6, obviously. Well, play more with. And the Z3, Z3 Compact, uh, and uh, the Edge, the Note Edge. No, the Note I Edge. Mean, yeah, we're still waiting on that one ourselves. It's uh, kind of a crazy one, right? Yeah. But anyway, we should we should wrap this up. Thanks uh, for coming on my podcast, Michael. It's been really a pleasure. Can you Do you want to go ahead and pimp yourself and your blog and all the other things you want to pimp? Sure. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's been the pleasure's been mine. And it, uh, if you if you like, if you've not heard my podcast before, it's the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. You can find it at pocketnow.com. It's really inelegant URL. Pocketnow.com slash tag slash pocketnowweekly, <laughs> all one word. And uh, on Twitter, I, I tweet probably too often at Captain Two Phones. It's Captain the Number Two Phones. And of course, if you just want to read our site, it's pocketnow.com. So, thanks. And a great. And a great handle it is. <laughs> Thank you. So you'll, <laughs> so you'll find me on Twitter at Tankgirl, T-N-K-G-R-L, and on my blog, Tankgirl.com, also T-N-K-G-R-L.com. Check out my YouTube channel, which you can get to from my blog, uh, for the upcoming reviews of all these phones we discussed today. Um, you know, I'll try to podcast again this month of December. Hopefully, uh, I can find a bit of time and there'll be a few more things we can chat about. Thanks for joining us and uh, stay tuned for the audio version. I have to edit it and put it up, but it'll be there pretty soon. And again, Michael, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much it's for having absolutely me. absolutely a pleasure. Yeah. It was a, it was a great time. So I, I, I look forward to doing it again and we'll have to get you on the Pocket Now Weekly again as well. Yeah, I, I'd love to do that. Absolutely. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>